Welcome to the Growing Rural Podcast, where we focus on all things rural in South Carolina. We will discuss topics on healthcare, economy, education, and the unique culture that is our rural state. This podcast is supported by the South Carolina Center for Rural and Primary Healthcare. Please join us for today's topic. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Growing Rural Podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Dr. Megan Wise, and today we're talking about the Artsfield Collective. And with me today is Jameson Kerr, the director, who's going to be sharing uh, everything about her journey with Artfields and what's going on and what we can look forward to in the future. So welcome, Jameson. Hi, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, let's just go ahead and jump on in. What, can you tell us a little bit more about Artfields and where it's located, how it started? Yeah, so Artfields is in Lake City, South Carolina. Um, We like to say that all roads lead to Lake City, but it is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Certainly a very rural um, community with a background in agriculture. Mm -hmm. Um, And as many, many, many small southern towns have, as agriculture kind of moved out the city and kind of died out. A lot of, um, it was a thriving place. We actually have had studies done about you know, did the Great Depression even affect Lake City because of how much tobacco and green beans and things that were um, being purchased from there? And but, you know, without without that major, major piece, um, a lot of people left Lake City. The people that stayed either had to stay, couldn't afford to leave or could afford to to go to the beach in the summer and, um, you know, drive into Florence on a regular basis. That's our closest kind of big city. Um, So Lake City was pretty desolate. And um, there was our our founder um, sat, got together with a group of women talk and talked about what can we do to bring some life back to Lake City. And part of that was in creating and opening more farms, botanical gardens, which is um, botanical gardens right outside of our downtown area. The second part of that was art fields. The impetus for that was um, in looking at an event called Art Prize in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and the and figuring out the best way to make that work in our town. Um, and so we call to 12 southern states. Um, and the reason that it is only southern states is because in addition to the need to bring some life to Lake City, there's the need to bring a platform to Southern artists because there are so many stories to tell in the South. But when you go to New York, you know, those aren't the stories being told. And so some of these bigger art hubs were not putting the focus on um, the Southern artists. And so we really wanted to make sure that it was just a platform for them to tell their stories. Um, so we call to those 12 states and we accept submissions and then we have a panel of judges that rates them and the ones with the top rating between three and 400 pieces, um, those artists are invited to Lake City to exhibit. And um, the types of art, you said pieces, is it sculpture, paintings, what all, what all it does is it call for? It is all kinds of visual art. Um, it, 
part of our goal is really to make sure that it has a diverse show and diverse um, group of artists as we can possibly get. So um, we've had lots of paintings, um, lots of beautiful landscapes, and then some really funky um, out there experimental installations and digital works. And as um, the art world has evolved and technology has increasingly become part of the art, um, we have had to adapt and try and figure out the best ways to display that because we display our artwork not only in fine art galleries, but in our businesses. So this year, I think we have just under 40 art venues. Um, and those range from barber shops to restaurants to dress shops and children's boutiques. Um, and part of what I find so remarkable about art fields is that um, not only does that mean that the community is really embracing it mm -hmm. um, and helping to put it on, but it also makes art accessible in a way that um, a fine art gallery might not. Because if you're just going to get your hair cut, um, you're not intimidated by walking into that building and the way that, that some people might be going into a museum or gallery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you've said a few things I'd, I'd love to touch on just a little bit more. Yeah. Um, definitely coming back to the community and accessibility, but you were talking about putting out a call to Southern artists. Mm -hmm. um, so is that artists living in Southern states who, whose work is really around the South and, and the need for that? Could you talk a little bit more about that? Because I think some of it also is in that many times we see that the story about the South or about rural is being told by people who are not of or from the place. <laughs> yeah. Um, so would you, could you talk a little bit more yeah, about that? Yeah, we do see that a lot, don't we? <laughs> um, I think a lot of assumptions can be made about the South and the history here. Um, and, and rather than making assumptions, I think it's important that we let the people here tell those stories themselves. And what is nice about art is that it's not, you know, history is written by the victors. And art is, is not written, but art is created by everyday people and the people that... Um, you know, their everyday lives is what informs the artwork that we are seeking to present and celebrate. Um, and, I mean, if you look at what a really big topic right now is the percentage of African-American artwork in museums, um, and it's very, very low. Um, and, and so what we're doing is really just casting the widest net we possibly can in an area that we feel has been underserved and underrepresented. Um, not necessarily just based on race, but, um, you know, just there's so much left to be told. Mm -hmm. And you're exactly right that I think that a lot of times these stories are told by people who don't actually experience what it's like to be here and to live here and to have um, history here. So um, that's been a really meaningful part. And I've always talked about that there's, it's almost like every year the body of work in the exhibition is its own time capsule um, of what's going on in the world um, through the eyes of the people that are from our region. 
um, our little corner of the world. So, yeah, no, thank you. That that's fascinating. I, I can't wait to have the opportunity to see it myself, and it, it, it's it's coming up. Um, the other aspect of that was talking about making it accessible. So not only the stories um, from and of the South and and, and rural areas, but all all of the South. But you were talking about how over 40 venues um, participate, Mm -hmm. so barbershops and everyone else to to make it more accessible. Could you talk a little bit more about what's behind that? And I I imagine that helps create a sense of community and a sharing of the story that um, doesn't normally happen sometimes. Yeah, and well, and a big part of the reason that all of this even started was economic. And we wanted to bring money back into Lake City. And um, rather than building, you know, 25 art galleries to house this, we did it as part of the community. Um, And that makes a big difference. And the ownership and pride that that instills in the business owners um, is very, it's important because, you know, I think a lot of people when they're from a small town, forget it's easy to forget what is important and special about where you're from and that makes people more willing to invest more of themselves into the town and you know if you feel like you've been a part in making it more beautiful and making it more appealing to visitors then you're more likely to when you walk past a piece of trash on the ground you're going to pick it up because this is your town it has certainly made the art more accessible. What is always really nice is when an artist and a venue owner, a business owner, have created relationships. We have business owners that will come in and say, did so-and-so get in this year? Because if they did, I'd really like to make sure that I get to have their work in my space again. So if you think about the interactions that they're having because yeah everybody's pretty you know from the south but that doesn't mean that they were raised in the south that doesn't mean that they are like the person that is picking their artwork so they get to encounter all kinds of people um and those artists become a part of lake city because of the relationships that they build yeah, I'm, I'm really struck by that that community pride that you're talking about and that sense of community. Uh, in the first season of the podcast, uh, we had an episode with Susan DePlessy from the South Carolina Arts Commission and talking about some of the arts initiatives and communities. Um, I think um, Allendale and Bamberg and um, Barnwell, I, I, I think, um, and some group work being in Estel, but that idea that the Arts Commission was working on helping to build community. And one thing she said in the podcast was it was a new approach because it was to build a community because when you start doing that, the arts and culture comes in and it will be there versus coming in and say, oh, we're going to do art and, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that, that accessibility, but that, and also that connection between people becoming um, very proud of a place and it becoming a community gathering place uh, for that. Um, you also mentioned the economic side. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Because I imagine you're talking about, you know, we have all the artists coming in mm-hmm. um, and what what is that economic impact? Because I know there's people coming from all over the nation, really, to see yeah. that. I have a video on YouTube, I'm sure we can link to it in the show notes and you know people talking about how they've gone to galleries in New York but they've never seen such a concentration of really high quality art in one place as they do in in Lake City yeah yeah and and that's incredibly important and so when you have people in our town um they're 
eating in our restaurants and they're going to our shops and being introduced um, to new stores. And so something really fascinating that I actually just learned um, is one of the business owners was talking about that it's not just nine days of increased business. It's a month. Because as soon as the artwork starts coming and we start installing um, at the beginning of April, end of March. Um, so once we start running around town and there's artwork being put up, that's when people start to show up. Um, and so a lot of a lot of people who maybe aren't coming just for the art, that's a nice little part of it, but they also come to shop and to have, you know, an experience. And we have tried really hard to make it um, something for everyone during the event and especially for families, making sure that we have events that are good for kids to come and um, participate in. And we have a junior competition as well. We have so many different kinds of audiences. All of them contribute in some way towards the Lake City economy. And unfortunately, we had to cancel last year due to COVID. I think the responsibility that we feel that was that was the hardest part for me um and the way that we depend on they depend on us we depend on them um and it's a very it's a really nice reciprocal relationship because we we fully recognize art fields would never have been possible if they hadn't embraced us we do everything that we can to try and make sure that when people are coming to lake city that they're coming and spending money yeah, I'm sure that was a very, very difficult decision to make. The the appropriate decision, especially as time has passed and, you know, in, in retrospect, definitely the right decision. So I incredible impact of COVID last year having to, to cancel the event. How has that really um, affected this year's plans? Um, and I guess a, an opportunity to talk about when it is, what's going on, yeah, tell people yeah. how to get there. Yeah, so um, the event this year is April 23rd through May 1st in Lake City, South Carolina. Um, and we have certainly taken a look at every single aspect of art fields and determined which pieces are safe and how to make adjustments to the pieces that aren't um, to make sure that everybody who comes to Lake City still feels safe and like that we are very respectful of everyone's need to stay healthy. Um, I mean, we got a little bit lucky because the way that Art Fields is set up actually lends itself to social distancing pretty well. Because if we were just in one large warehouse with all the art in there, it would be really hard to prevent large crowds from gathering there. But we have the art is spread out through our whole downtown so we're optimistic about the the competition taking place in the same manner that it has before. Um, obviously, all of our business owners are going to be wearing masks and have hand sanitizer stations, and, and we're going to go in and advise them on making sure that there are clear paths through their stores so that people, um, there's no places to get caught up and congested. Um, and then we we have other events during the nine days that 
have all been tweaked a little bit um, to try and make sure that we can encourage safe practices as best we can. What's difficult is that it is a, a town and, you know, it's not Disney World. We don't have a gate in and a gate out. We know that the people of Lake City are willing to do just about anything to make sure that Art Fields happens. Um, I had somebody say, I will wear an astronaut suit and carry around an oxygen tank if that means that art fields can happen because the economic part, obviously very important. But what the excitement and what it does for our town um, and the way that it brings everybody together, you re- we really missed it. You know, it wasn't just... Um, oh, you know, too bad. It was, you could feel it. It has become as certain as, you know, flowers blooming in the spring, art fields is coming. And so it was really hard, but we made the right decision and we used that time to figure out how to do it better this year. And it won't look the same. It probably never will look exactly the same. But that's part of what we do is adapt and problem solve. And so it's just been a really um, good exercise in doing that. (laughs) Well, I think it's quite a a testimony to the role of art fields in the community and the community that it has built. You talked about that reciprocal relationship, but the the importance to the community, the willingness of everyone, everyone, because you don't hear that, you know, even in small towns, you talk about the cohesion, but you know, you always have, you know, different things going on. But in this case, it's just, it's truly everyone wanting to be able to come back together and and to to do this. Um, it's it's a testimony to what's been built. I think the first year was 2013, mm-hmm. am I correct? Okay, so, you know, in less than 10 years, building such an institution that is um, so important culturally and economically to the community. Um, I do want to give you an opportunity. You mentioned there are other events around, you know, being able to view the art. What are some of those other events over the course of the week and the year? Because I think you have year-round events yeah. too, right? Yeah. So during Art Fields, we have um, we have a portrait contest, which is really cool. It's a live, um, live contest, and people can come and watch and um, see as people are are working on the portraits it's really neat event people love it and that's when we certainly have had to figure out okay how are we going to space this out (laughs) um we have artist talks and we have a market for artisans to sell their goods on the first weekend um we have we've done a lot of concerts in the past and we're trying to figure out the best way to do that in a way that doesn't encourage people to be gathered up too much um and the Art Fields Junior Competition is a big extra. Um, we, this year, are presenting that as a hybrid experience where we're going to have virtual field trips. Again, another really good exercise in problem solving and being creative. But we're, we're going to try to make sure that kids who are at home Um, doing distance learning or in classrooms that can't go on field trips this year can still experience it and be a part of art fields. Um, We have had up to 2,000 students come through um, in the nine days. And so that's going to be a huge difference. Um, And we will miss them a lot. Um, But the important thing is that we're able to provide 
a moment where it's not an award ceremony for sports or um, academia. It is a, a moment to celebrate those who are gifted in the arts. Um, that's always been a big priority of ours to make sure that we give good examples of what it can be, what life would be like to be an artist and um, that it's important too. Um, so we're, we're working on trying to make sure that we can give as much of an experience to those kids that are at home um, as we would if they were coming to Lake City. Yeah, well, and, and in some ways with going online, there's definitely, you know, the, there's those aspects you talked about, you know, the, the community gathering that mm-hmm. may be missed from the field trips, but also there may be more opportunities for more students to be able to be involved. Right. Um, if someone is interested in learning more about the field trips or um, any of that, how would they find out? We do a lot of our advertising and marketing through social media because we find that that's very accessible to people. We have a Facebook and an Instagram and then our website is artfieldssc.org okay and we'll make sure to put links to all of that yeah. in the yeah. show notes <laughs> so people can learn more about as the plans you know as the plans go on and, and how to be involved and and what's going on with that so Jameson I know you're here today telling us so much uh, about art fields and all the work that's being done but there's no way that it is just you on the ground um, I'd like to give you an opportunity to talk more about the team and everyone in- involved uh, within art fields and the community that what does it take to pull all of this off yeah so it's definitely not just me <laughs> um, I'm the director of the Lake City Art Fields Collective and we have a team of five full-time employees we have five part-time employees that throughout the year they work in the galleries and help us with a bunch of different things but um, our full-time staff is me and Carla Angus who does our programming she does she has a background in education and so she really leads the efforts in Artfields Junior um, and she is a event mastermind um, and does a lot of our bigger events she's the logistical genius behind um, a lot of that and when we have to switch course really fast that's a person that you want to have on your side <laughs> um, and then we have Roberta Burns and she is the marketing manager and Kyle Coleman is our fine arts manager he manages the competition um, and then helps us in the galleries whenever you know the competition itself is not the only thing he can think about. Um, Helen Luna is our operations manager, and she does just a little bit of everything. Um, and then, as I said, we have our part-time staff that um, help us in the galleries, and they're Danny Owens, Abra Bowling, uh, Angie Davis, Juanita Bradley, and Franklin Gamble. And Franklin, if you ever come to Lake City and you get to go by the Jones Carter Gallery, I guarantee you he will be there and be more excited to see you than your mom is when you come home for Christmas. I mean, he is, he's a delightful guy. Um, And then obviously, um, Art Fields is a big effort that takes a lot. Um, And our founder, Darla Moore, um, is kind of the visionary behind art fields and has been a huge supporter of us um, from the very beginning. And I don't want to forget to mention, because they are the backbone of what we do, the volunteers, um, 
our volunteers are really the backbone of everything and none of it would be possible without them coming out and helping us they there are hundreds of them um that they keep it running we are a small team um for the amount of work that has to be done during art fields and um they will take time off work they will bring their kids with them they will um you know be there with us every single day every hour for the nine days and before and after to help us clean it up um what is kind of magical is when you get people who have lived in lake city all of their lives and never had any reason to interact that are stuck in one of our galleries together volunteering and they get to talking and create relationships that they would have absolutely no reason to create if not for art fields um, earlier, you were talking about how some of the community members would say, you know, a so-and-so artist uh, accepted this year. How how does that work with the artists? Because, you know, another critical part of, of the event and building the relationships with uh, with the community. Do you find you have artists who come back year after year and look forward to it or, or you know, encourage friends to attend? We... I think that we have a survey in our application that's how did you hear about art fields and I think the one that I see the most is word of mouth. We have been really lucky that the artists that have come and participated in art fields become ambassadors for what we do and tell um, their friends to be a part of it. Um, It's a competition so not everybody gets in every year but we definitely do have a lot of artists who will submit every year and come whether they are accepted into the competition or not. Um, one of the biggest compliments I think I've ever gotten is that an artist that I really respect um, out of Charleston, Colin Quashie, said that it had become a benchmark in his year. Um, Colin won with has won Art Fields prizes. Mm-hmm two times um and is a really really phenomenal artist but for art fields to become a part of people's calendars um and a part of people's lives where um like i said earlier it it becomes seasonal for for us in lake city but it's also their pilgrimage (laughs) back to lake city every year um we're all friends and to have friends from 12 states that um, believe in what we're doing and will help help us get the word out is is wonderful and um we have another artist um herman keith he participated as a competition artist i want to say in 2014 um and then was invited back to do a mural and then helped me uh, curate a show and now is back in Lake City restoring some of the murals and um, doing some work on the conservation of our public art. Um, and he is as much a citizen as Lake, of Lake City as anybody else. And I, I like to say that whenever you've come to Lake City and participated in something that we do, you always have a home there um and so we certainly see a lot of repeat customers (laughs) (laughs) that's wonderful another testimonial just to the power of the event 
Are there any pieces uh, that have particularly stuck with you, have really um, stood out in your in your memory? And I don't say this to dismiss any of the artwork because I appreciate all of it. Um, but what sticks in my head more than an individual piece are the relationships that I've been able to make with the artists who created them. There, there was a piece um, that was about someone's mother having dementia and the amount of people that left that building with tears, you know, streaming down their face um, and talked to each other, you know, complete strangers sitting there crying, looking at a piece of artwork together. Um, And so while the artwork itself, I can see it in my head and it was beautiful. And, but it's, what I carry with me is the fact that we were able to offer a place for those people to talk about it. How, um, and, and, and that idea, how, how do you think with the past year that we've had with COVID, <laughs> um, how, how do you think that might impact, um, obviously we talked about the logistics and in, in the impact, but in, in the art? Well, it certainly has been a year that has divided us, hasn't it? Um, so, well, Going back to how meaningful those connections are, I think that that will certainly be um, explored again even more this year. The artwork itself will certainly reflect um, what we faced, whether it's um, COVID or Black Lives Matter yes. or um, the the election. I th- there's a lot there that people um, need to face and talk about. And I think that some of the conversations that I've mentioned are, you know, part of the path to healing. Um, So it was a hard year to not have a place for people to come together in 2020. Um, So my hope is that in 2021, they will be even more appreciative of those moments that they can learn and grow together. Um, and yes, the body of work, um, I can go ahead and tell you, will reflect um, not whole, not you know, the whole thing, yeah. but there. But that's no different from 2016. We had an election, and you know, there's always bad things that are happening, and there are always going to be artists who make something beautiful inspired by that. I wanted to ask, are are you from Lake City? I am from Florence. So I grew up about 30 minutes away. I went to Francis Marion University. And my dream, I was getting out of there. I was not going to be in South Carolina. I was certainly not going to be in Florence County. And whenever I was in my last year, I got an opportunity to go out and meet the Art Fields team for an internship. And I started the internship and it was just like my whole world shifted because I had dreams of going and being one of many in a big city. But I realized that if the people who love where they're from don't give back to those places, who is going to? If I can help to make my county better, I don't remember going on a lot of field trips to museums or art galleries whenever I was growing up. Uh, But there will be a graduating class 
that has come to art fields every year except for 2020, (laughs) but that has had an art experience because of the work that we do. I know a lot of people think that success is being able to leave where you're from and thrive somewhere else. But to me, success is being able to figure out how to make wherever you are better. And I think the art fields is certainly doing that. And I hope Lake City can, we've, we are so lucky to have the support from Darla Moore that we do. But my hope is that eventually we will have an, a good idea of, you know, things that people can do anywhere and be able to share, you know, don't waste your time doing this because it doesn't work. But if you really engage people with volunteers, this is what can happen. Or, you know, if you engage your businesses and being able to help share some of our successes so that other small towns can be better too. That, that's really, really powerful. And I think there's a lot of lessons and successes and maybe <laughs> caveats. So don't do this or oh, yes, yeah. this works. <laughs> D- to be able to share art in, in South Carolina, in rural South Carolina, do you think this has raised, I guess, raised the interest level? A hundred percent. Because we've had three or four different representatives from three or four different towns approach us and ask us, I had this idea it's not to the scale of what y'all do, but what do you think about us doing this? Or, And I think that we're just proof that art is powerful and can, can make a change. So SKIZA, the South Carolina Independent School Association, they approached us three years ago and decided that they had done like a, a smaller art competition, um, but they decided they wanted to make it bigger. And so they um, came to Lake City and hosted it in one of our bigger art display spaces um, and made a big event out of it. And I ha- you have to think that part of that is because of what we've accomplished with art fields. Um, oh, definitely. It, definitely. It worked. And we have a lot ahead of us. We have not you know, solve the world's problems. We have a lot left to do in Lake City. Um, And we have a lot that we will continue to adapt and change and become more sustainable, incorporate different partnerships and just create a bigger network. Art is making a difference. You can just go to Lake City and walk down Main Street and you see the difference that is made. So Art Field starts the end of April. Could you tell us more about the specific dates, how people get there, what's going on, how to find more information? Yeah, so Art Fields is April 23rd through May 1st, 2021. And it really does take over our whole downtown. So you can just kind of drive towards Main Street. Um, we, ha- we do have an inn downtown that people can come and stay at, but it is a quick drive from a lot of our big cities in, in South Carolina. If you can't make it to Art Fields this year, please keep in mind that we have three art galleries that we run all year round. One of them features our Art Fields winners, so you'll get a little bit of that Art Fields magic even if it's not happening. Um, And then the other two galleries rotate shows, um, both South Carolina and Southern artists and artists from all over the world. Um, And then we also have a wonderful public art collection with beautiful murals and sculptures all over town. And that collection will only grow. And there is always something new, always something to see in Lake City. So we hope to see all of you there. 
We have a question that we ask all of our guests. How do you define rural? What does it mean to you? Rural to me is really just having the space and taking your time, loving your neighbors, a space to remember what's important, where as I think the opposite urban is a little bit faster. And so rural to me is, I don't know, just beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Jameson, so much for coming and talking with us. I cannot wait to experience art fields um, in person, online. Um, I've already joined all your social media streams, (laughs) and we'll put the links to those uh, in the show notes so everyone else can too. So I'm really excited to personally experience it, and also I hope everyone listening is able to engage in in some way, shape, or form with with art fields. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. So everyone, please stay tuned for more episodes coming out soon. If you've liked what you've heard, please head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen and leave us a rating. Also, if you have any ideas for guests you'd like to hear from on our program, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to the Growing Rural Podcast. If you found the content valuable, please leave a rating on iTunes or Spotify so others can find us. For more information, please visit our website at sc.edu forward slash rural healthcare or follow us on Twitter at sc underscore crph. This was recorded at the University of South Carolina School of Medicine in Columbia. It is edited and produced by Sean Riffle. Y'all take care.